Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. Our heroes are in the grand city of Neverwinter, where they are gathering information and resources in preparation for an upcoming battle with a Yugoloth. After a trip to the opera to relax and schmooze with some of the powerful magic users there, they've gone to the Temple of Integrity, which is the temple to the goddess that Bernie worships. She knows the head of the temple, one Sister Cleo. But when they arrive, they find her friend is not around. The only one inside is a kind, grandmotherly old goblin named Ellie Belly, who informs the group that Sister Cleo is enjoying one of her regular nights at a nearby tavern and fighting pit. As we jump into the game already in progress, our heroes are arriving at that location called the Fist and Cheer. All right, you head on out back into the cold, some of you slightly more armored, you go three blocks down, you take the first right, and Ellie Belly is is absolutely correct. You hear raucous cheers, yelling and screaming, the scent of cheap beer, and the maybe scent of vomit on the air as you round the corner in the second building on the right. Doesn't look like an establishment you want to enter. It's the quintessential dive bar. The bouncer at the front is a Goliath, literally and figuratively. Uh, She is standing in full furs with one of those hats that have the flaps over the ears. Big grin on her pale face. Uh, Carlton, she is bigger than you but does seem friendly. She's not holding any weapons. She's got her hands on her hips as she's just watching people go by and the door behind her is open. And that's where you're hearing all of the noise and cheering and yelling from. And when it becomes obvious that the four of you are approaching her establishment, you do see there is a sign above that says fist and cheer. And Probably at some point there was enough paint on the sign that there was an actual fist holding up a tankard of ale, but most of it is flaked off at this point. You're pretty sure it's just making a rude halfling gesture. You approach (laughs) this Goliath woman who waves at you in a very cordial way and says, Ah, hello! Nice to see new friends at Fist and Cheer. Are you coming for fights? Are you coming for drinks? You coming for bull? Yes. Call me a little bit, Colin B. The copper each. And she holds out a giant hand. Who's got the... Who's got I'll, the uh, I'll cover it. Okay. All right. She takes it. Travancore, three of your hands could fit in her hand. They are massive. She takes the copper, pockets it, and then very gallantly kind of waves her hand as though escorting you into the opera, except she's escorting you through a door that you can see is packed with all manner of people from all walks of life, all of them raucously drunk. The first floor of this place is the bar. It is every single college worst nightmare bar that you can think of. It is mostly incredibly drunk people downing what is very obviously cheap 
and watered down beer of a variety of sorts. There are three different bartenders behind the bar, all slinging makeshift glasses. Some of them are mason jars. Some of them are tankards. Some of them are glassware. Some of them are metal glasses. It's a variety of whatever they have on hand that seems to be semi-clean. There is a couple of tables and chairs. All of them look like they have been cobbled together out of other groups of tables and chairs, and most look like they have been, if not mended, they have been attempted to be mended multiple, multiple times. People are yelling in a variety of languages, Travancore, even ones you do not understand. Whoa. And you do see at the far end of this giant bar area is another doorway with stairs leading down, and there are people coming and going from there. And what would you like to do? Uh, uh, I'll probably <laughs> go over to the, like... I love it. Uh, Has anyone uh, seen Cleo? Uh, Bernie wants to... Actually, Bernie's gonna look at Carlton, and she's gonna be like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, like, pick Bernie up, and I'll, like, pop her on the shoulder. All right. And Bernie's gonna do a perception check to look for... Sure. Her estimation of Cleo, based on sure. the person she grew up with and as she's looking around i'm gonna start making my way toward the fighting pit <laughs> sure 15 you do not see cleo and you do remember yes yeah, she is a fellow rock gnome so she will be difficult to see in this giant crowd of this uh, cacophony of people but you do seem to remember she had very bright red hair and was not a soft-spoken person so you think she would be fairly easy to spot within a few moments and you do not see her uh so she's not here shall we shall we go down to the fight yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we're headed do we want do you guys want drinks first shall we get drinks jonathan the magic muscular is down for something yeah i could drink i'd have a beer i have a beer too as you walk up to the bar are all of you getting beer uh carlton will abstain he's gonna Courteously. Keep 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 his head about him before he goes into the fighting pit. Okay. So just the th- are all of you at least approaching the bar, or Carlton, are you, like, not doing anything? Oh, you've Carlton's headed towards the f- uh, He wants to fight. Okay. But you've got Bernie. Bernie wants the bar. <laughs> so Carlton starts working, and Bernie's like, booze, booze. So, like, Carlton will, like, pick her Bernie up and put her down. Bernie grabs an ear and, like, is pull- like, you know, like, she's pulling on his left ear to make him like, towards I'm, like, the bar. Bernie <laughs> off of me, and she's, like, hanging. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. She's got a burn, burn I'm here. putting you down. Hey. I'm, I'm putting you down. I'm putting you down. <laughs> it worked in Ratatouille. <laughs> it did work in Ratatouille. Like, I'll like, kind of like shimmy her off of my ear and then like put her down. <laughs> All right. Uh, as Carlton is making his way across, uh, the three of you take a, a pit stop at the bar. One of the bartenders is there fairly fast, despite the cacophony, despite the the ridiculous amount of people around. Uh, it's a tall human woman with a black mohawk of hair that extends all the way down her back. She's in what looks like leather armor, which is weird. And it looks like she's just been in a fight, but she's smiling. And she looks at you and she says, what are you having? I'll sail, please. Sure. And she pulls out from under the bar a a glass tankard already filled with air, ale, and shoves it over to you. Sweet. Silver. Yep. I pony up. Payment. And what are you guys having? I'll have the same. Bernie's like, yeah, I'll, I'll have the same. She nods and says, silver for each of you, and pulls two more glasses 
already preloaded with the house ale, shoves them towards you. Uh, one of you get a, a wood tankard that is surprisingly well made, although simple. Uh, the other one gets a copper mug. Barney gets the wooden one because it's big, comically big in her tiny hands. I, I mean, Bernie, anything is going to be comically big in your tiny hands. All right. It's watered down ale. It's a little warm, but it's not bad. It's like flavored water more than it is ale. Ooh. Bernie, Bernie goes, it's nice. I mean, considering not just a few hours ago, you were all drinking some of the finest champagne known in Faerun. This is a little bit different. Life is in the contrast, is it not? <laughs> it, certainly. And then she looks at Jonathan because like Carlton's already like towards his hair. She goes up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey. She's going to sit on his shoulders like piggyback style. It, it's a little more uncomfortable for the two of you as Carlton is a good head taller, I think, than Jonathan. But Jonathan is more than strong enough. Yeah, you've correctly surmised that the door at the far end does lead to wherever the next part of this bar is. Carlton, you get there first as you just made the beeline. So you get to see the fighting pit first before everybody wants everybody else shows up. You head downstairs. It's a switchback stairs. You go down half a flight, head to a landing where there are three people passed out in a corner all on top of each other snoring happily seem okay you pass by them go down the second half of the switchback to another door where you hear more raucous cheering and yelling and this is a downstairs that is it's a basement level it is huge it is maybe 100 120 130 feet wide it's kind of it's not a, a square shape. It's more of an oval. There's no seating. There's no bleachers. There's no nothing. It is just an open sand pit. And there is a bunch of people standing around in a loose conglomeration against the walls of this circular room. And as you worm your way more towards the front, you do notice there is currently... A fight going on. There's three people in the center of this room who are currently duking it out uh, in little more than underwear. It, it looks like both of these characters are bruisers of some sort. Nobody's wearing armor. Nobody has any weapons. Nobody is throwing any magic. There's really not much going on. There is just these two characters. There's a third person uh, standing nearby who is in leather armor, who seems to be keeping a very close eye on the fight. But you're not sure what exactly they're doing, if they're a referee or if they're a judge or if they're there to heal someone. You're not sure just yet. The two people in the ring are both short characters. One of them is a gnome. The other seems to be a halfling. And despite their small size, there is a fight going on. They are bloody. There is scratches. It looks like whatever this fighting pit is about, it is practically no holds barred. And you can tell the the halfling has taken the brunt of this damage. Her arm is twisted in a way that's making it hard for her to be able to throw a punch. Um, her clothing, what little that she's wearing, is fairly ripped. Her bare feet are scratched and pulled. But she still looks determined and and deep in this battle with this rock gnome 
So this rock gnome has a mass of curly red hair that it is unpinned, untied, unkempt. You don't know if this is how she wears it naturally or if this is what they prefer, but it is everywhere. And the more you look, the more you think that the halfling might have some clumps of it in their hands, that maybe there was some hair pulling going on. Uh, But this mass of hair is massive. It is practically a cloak for this rock gnome who has a grin on her face and a chain around her neck with the holy symbol of Bay, which you all notice as the rest of your companions come on down just as this rock gnome reaches back. Let's see what happens. Connects with a final punch to the side of this halfling's head, connecting right at the temple. Carlson, you especially being a, a fighter, a, a hardcore martial fighter, know, yeah, that's the end for this halfling, who goes down. As soon as the head lands on the sand, the third figure in the pit rushes on over and pulls out a little vial from a pouch that they have. And as they are feeding this vial to the halfling, they point to the other figure in the pit and says, Sister Boulder down again! And the whole crowd goes up in cheers and... People start throwing gold into the center of this pit where the rock gnome starts picking it up, shaking people's hands, waving at people like suddenly she's like suddenly she's a preacher somewhere talking to people. Hey, how you doing? Great to see you picking up the gold. She walks on over when she's done grabbing all of her winnings to where this halfling is now coming to. And she places a gold piece on the halfling's chest and says, to pay for the healing, and gets up and walks on over, is heading back towards the exit. And Bernie, are you still on Jonathan's shoulders? Yeah, and Bernie's going to yell out, Cleopatra coming at ya! Oh, and then, <laughs> then Cleo doesn't even need to roll a check. Um, They look up at where you're perched on Jonathan's shoulder. And you can see they've taken a moment to grab what is obviously some street clothes that they've uh, taken off before getting into the pit. They've grabbed a bunch of clothes. They've shoved the gold into a pouch. They've looked up at you. Giant immediate smile as just like, Bernice Q burns as I live and breathe. Get down here and hug the shit out of me. And... (laughs) (laughs) They run on over, and as soon as Jonathan lets your feet land on the sand, bear hug is just a massive, uh, uh, friendly, probably sweaty, a little bloody hug. She's pounding on your back, and she's like, look at you in the armor, and the this is amazing. I haven't seen you in forever. How you doing? And she steps back like proud parent holding your shoulders to look at you. <sighs> uh, you got, you know, it's amazing. I didn't think you could hug through armor like that. It's, uh... Oh, you know me. You know me. And she holds up a, an arm and you can see, especially for you, Jonathan, she's muscled. Bernie's going to be like, I, I do know you. And she's going to uh, reach up and like fix fix their hair and say, you, you know, I told you to braid that back. Braid it black. Braid black fact to your head. No one can. Yeah, but the first thing they go for is the hair anyway. So I might as well make it be a distraction. What do I care if they pull out a lock or two? This thing grows like a weed, and then I got more, and it's fine. 
it's yeah, fine. Yeah, but if you braid it flat to your head, they can't grab it, and, and it's not a thing to grab on your body. We've talked. We talked about this. We did, but you weren't here to braid it, and so I guess I'm just gonna have to do it my way. I won. Didn't you see? Didn't you see? I did see that you won. Yeah. Is there no one else in the temple to braid your hair? And there's no one else in the temple. What are you talking about? Wait. You're it. You you and Ellie Belly. Oh, no, that's the sweet grandma. No, she's not part of the temple. She just stays there because she gets lonely when she drinks too much schnapps. No, I'm it. I've been it for a while. Do you want to catch up? Should we catch up? Do Were you looking for me? Or is this like yeah. fun happenstance? No, we, um, a little bit of calm A, a little bit of calm B. Uh, we need a place to stay tonight. You know, the Temple of Bay is always open to those in need. It would be my pleasure to have you in our house, Sister Bernie. You're welcome, Sister Cleo. Uh, these are, uh, speaking of the we, the royal we here, uh, this is, uh, Travancore, King of Prussia. And- <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 uh, I said my hand, like, not really King of Prussia, but we'll, we'll, it's fine. We'll talk about it later. No, it's uh, this fine. This is uh, Carlton Tanks. Hey, uh, so Cleo, can, can I get in on this? Well, you want to fight me? I mean, I really only do like the two fights. Not yeah. you. I mean, you just fought, but like, can I fight? Can I just fight? Can Who do I fight? I don't know. I I think they're all booked up for today, but if you want to come back tomorrow, I'm sure they could yes. get you. All right. Yeah, sure. Carlton, I'll, I'll introduce you. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do. Uh-huh. Listen, I'll introduce you to the promoter. It's all legit, above board kind of stuff. It's why, it's why we don't get hassled by anybody. It's d- totally legit. You just, uh, no magic, no weapons. I see you got a weapon there. It's a really cool weapon. Love to see your weapon later. No weapons. You okay with that? Because some people are not okay with that. Weapons. And I like show, I do like jazz ah. hands. <sighs> and she does it back. And then she fist bumps you. I call it the five finger face slap. Ooh, very nice. I, I just call mine the knuckle biter. Ooh, mm. let's borrow that. Yeah, it's yours. Yeah, I take just borrowed that into my face. You can one take mine. Time. It's a trade. Um, Ooh, I like and it. This is this is Jonathan, the magic muscular. Hello. Excellent. Oh, look at those muscles. Yeah, you want to get on this fighting too? The two you want to fight each other? Sometimes that's kind of yeah. fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you. I'll introduce you both to the promoter. You'll come back tomorrow. We'll set you up. It'll be like brother on brother fight. It'll be great. Someone. As long as you, no one's throwing the fight. Sometimes they, they're like, oh, you know each other, you're going to throw the fight or something. But like, honest fight, you can make a lot of money. Let's, ex- well, I do have stuff that I need to do tomorrow during the day. But tomorrow night, I think we'll be good to go. All right. I'm game if you're game, bud. Sure. Yeah. All right. I'm not healing either of you. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Part of the entrance fee is uh, Jack over there. He's got a couple of, of vials. He makes sure you're not going to, it's going to be fine. It's all non-lethal. It's, as I said, it's all above. They don't, you know, it's not one of those illegal things where people are getting shanked. Everybody's okay. And tell you, uh, yeah. And Jonathan, to make it fair, uh, 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 we'll talk about it tonight. Tonight, we'll talk about it tonight. Okay. Let me let me introduce you to the promoter. Let me uh, go get my get, get my stipend, and I'll get out, and we'll get out of here. We'll go find somewhere quiet. We'll go back to the temple. Did you meet Ellie Belly? She's so sweet. We did. She makes the best. She's tea. wonderful. Uh, tea after this is good. I usually hang out for a couple more hours, but I'd much rather hang out with all of you. You all look like a lot of fun. Here, stay. Y'all hold. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me. She takes you back upstairs. She leaves the bar and takes you back to the Goliath outside at the door and says, "V." V, all right, yeah. So I want you to meet one of my oldest 
Uh, she was in my batch when I was a kid. Can you imagine me as a kid? Can you imagine her as a kid? Look at the two of us. We're adorable, right? We were adorable then. She'll kick your ass. It's great. Uh, <laughs> the, this is Bernice Q. Burns, my sister. You know, my sister and my sister and then all of her friends. They're interested in the fighting. What do you want to do the fighting? And the Goliath. Ah, oh, that would be excellent. Yes, you come back tomorrow. You'll fight. It's uh, one gold entrance fee pays for healing. And I'll pop two gold on the thing. One for me, one for Jonathan. Oh, no, thanks, you, buddy. You pay. You pay when you enter, uh, or oh, else. Okay. Yeah, it keeps things <laughs> easy. But I, I pull it back. <laughs> I know your faces now, so you come tomorrow. Uh, fighting starts like sundown, goes until midnight. As long as you get here by sundown, there's usually spots. If you're looking, uh, are you fighting as a team? You're fighting as a what? You're fighting as. Hold on. Oh. Sidebar, Jonathan. Yo. Do we do we want to go? Fight club, you and me, or do we want to go uh, tag team wrestling? Jonathan the Magic Muscular wants to observe, like, the area where the fights happen. Are they fighting bare knuckle, right? Oh, yes. It is okay. a sand pit, and and what Cleo said was there's no weapons, there's no magic, it is just knockdown, drag out, fisticuffs. Oh, I don't... I, oh, oh, dear. Jonathan, Jonathan the Magic Muscular was thumbing his spell book. At the at no. the uh, Jonathan, sixth Jonathan. level spell uh, chapter, and then he's like, "Oh, oh dear, I've i I had a trick up my sleeve, and now I'm not going to be able <laughs> Jonathan, to use Jonathan, it." Jonathan, Yo, I got something you can drink. What? My, my that that storm giant potion we got. We're gonna what? juice. Nah, let's just we'll 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 be all right. We'll be okay. All right. Well, are you are you still fighting? Uh I don't know. We can juice you. No, no, we don't. We want to use that when. I mean, we're we're when about I, to when I have to when I have to wrestle Thonter back. Yeah, or Yugoloth yeah. uh, or something. Let's see if we can do if we can do a tag team. That's what I'm saying. We could instead of me versus you. Yeah, let's see if we can do a tag team. But but no juicing. We'll 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 no juicing. Okay. Yeah, we'll be fine. Okay. You yeah, we're gonna do over? tag team. Yeah, tag team. Okay. Yeah, I can probably set you up with somebody. As I said, come back tomorrow when you're sure. Uh, one gold each. Come back by like uh, sundown. Uh, and yeah, it's it's simple rules. I if if she hasn't told you what rules are, no magic, no weapons, uh, no killing, no no, no poisons, no none of that. Just just punching and kicking and fighting, and anything goes beyond that. But yeah, and and we make sure you do not die. Hair grabbing's obviously okay because we saw that down there. What oh, about yeah. biting? Is biting allowed? Oh yeah. All right, so punching, kicking, hair grabbing, and biting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. No magic, no weapons, no killing. Everything else good. good. To know. As yeah. long as no one dies. Yeah, because uh, yeah, we we were doing stuff with weapons, and that's super hard to prevent the, the dying. And then the the city was not happy with the dying, and so we had to stop that. And the magic is fun, but like we don't have the right permits, and we only have the one small room that's correctly varded for when people really want to, you know, have the drink of the good stuff. But there's not really enough room to fight in there, so we just Wait, do drink the brawl stuff. Yeah. What kind of good stuff? No, we got that sorcerer's fet stuff. Uh, oh, gold down right now. How much do I have to pay you to not let him drink that? I will have a pint of your finest. Well, you gotta go back in there and you gotta pay the the barkeep. And it's gonna be much more than that, my friend. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Carlton grabs his head and just starts heading. Oh, All right. Oh, what can Bernie cast on him to stop him? <laughs> She's got spells. Hold on. <laughs> 
Bernie going to do this? As as you are stunned by this, Carlton has walked on inside and Cleo has started to laugh and she's she's like, oh, he's going to get into that much trouble. Hey, eh? wow, Bernie, you you roll the cool crowd. Ah, and then Cleo is going to follow you on in. <laughs> Bernie's going to say they're wonderful. And she's just in. <laughs> Carlton, you walk uh, on back. Hold inside. on. Hold on. Hold on. She's got she's got hold person. She's going to cast hold person think, on Carlton. I think in this moment. Uh, I'm I'm gonna make sure that Carlton doesn't lose this action of his. If you want to do something a little later, but he has already walked inside, you've lost sight of him. Ooh. If you'd like to follow him on in, because he was yes, just like, of course. Yep. All right. She's gonna look at them and she's gonna be like, you know, we have an objective here, right? Like that's tomorrow. And that's two days from now. I can do stuff tonight, and I can do stuff tomorrow night. We're you fine. You could be a houseplant tomorrow. All right, Carlton has walked up to the bar. I'm going to say mm-hmm. he's yelling this or else if he's turned around and talked to Bernie, then she can ha- cast cold person on you. No, he's yelling it as he's walking. Okay, you've reached the bar. Uh, the same elven woman is there with the big black mohawk. Yeah. Oh, hello. I heard I heard that you have the finest sorcerer sweat on tap. Has Bernie gotten in? She just 60 feet. Is she within 60 fucking feet and can she see him? Uh, you will be in, in about six seconds. So you ask that. And her smile immediately falls, and she's like, yeah, why, you want? Yes, I would. All right, first, and she reaches under the counter, and she pulls out three pieces of paper and pushes them over to you and says- Carlton Tanks, Carlton Tanks, Carlton Tanks. Doesn't even read it. All right. She pulls it back and takes the contract, unread. That is six seconds to sign a contract. She just cast- Hold harmless person. Bernie, you get through the door just as you see- we're casting this at the highest fucking possible. No, it's just targeting people, so right. it's fine. Unless you want to hold other people, it's, yeah. yeah. No, just Carlton. All right, what's what's he got to do? Wisdom saving throw, Carlton. 15. Oh, it's an 18. All right, Carlton, as this elven woman takes the paper away from you, having signed it without reading it, stashes it somewhere and looks back up at you, and all of your muscles freeze as she says... All right, so if you're okay with that, it's going to be 100 gold, and then you get the one swig, but you're going to get escorted back to the room to make sure that when you explode, you don't hurt anybody else. Hello? <laughs> and Carl is just like... <laughs> Hello? Bernie's going to walk up. Because Bernie had enough time to push through the crowd and climb up on the bar. At this, this point, is, this yes. is like The muscles like in his throat, like, all he goes... So he's not allowed to have sorcerer sweat. Well, then he shouldn't have signed the waivers. Yeah, ready, no, ready. we were trying to prevent that, but he kind of ran off. That's what it's we're doing right, right now. So how much can I pay you not to give it to him? I need the 100 gold because that's what's going to cost for the, the shot. Because then he goes into the room and he does the shot and it's oh, warded. Oh, no, 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 There will be no shot. There will be no shot. We will pay you <laughs> to not give him the shot. Hey, Ernie, Ernie. Well, but. It's too much money anyway. I'm going to walk away. I believe hold person lasts for a minute. A minute. Okay, We've so still, a there's still a little, little bit of time. She gives you this. She'll recast it. She gives you this very confused look. And Wait, says, are we telepathically bonded? No. He's oh, had fuck. this before. It, no, we're not. I'm not cleaning up that level of mess. And I understand that you have a room and a thing. Are you and... his guardian or something? 
I'm his friend and I have to heal him when he does dumb things. And I tell them I won't heal them when they do dumb things and I always heal them anyway. And I understand that that's just reinforcing bad behavior, but I'm trying to cut it off before it happens. Well, that I can kind of understand, but he did already sign the waiver. And so really, I'm kind of legally bound. Can I see the waiver? Can I read it? Just so I understand what he's gotten into. Are you related to him in any way? Because that seems yes, like a I'm breach his of mother. How long would it take Travancore to get to the bar? Like you're you arrive just moments before. Bernie's like, help me, help me. And also at this point, so you arrive just about now. Also, Carlton at this point, the spell wears off. Oh, uh, Bernie, I was trying to say it's too much money. I'm gonna walk away. Oh, thank God. Well, but you signed all the waivers and everything, so you know you're legally bound to that, right? Wait, well, it says I have to buy it if I sign it? No, it's but not just like, part of the waiver is that you're going to perform. It's a performance. That's why we only have to charge 100 gold for the shot. What, you think 100 gold is going to cover sorcerer sweat? I've had it for free before. Yeah, well, you must I have did. been lucky. You must have been like at a wedding or something where somebody paid for a bottle. This this stuff is super expensive. It's hard to get. And so the 100 gold is basically part of the legal waiver. We charge people to go watch as you go turn into a plant or something. Actually, you know what? Suddenly I'm okay with this. And Bernie's just going to hop off the bar and walk away. Yeah, the waiver was like giving people permission to watch and to bet on you know what you were actually gonna what was gonna happen oh, wait, to you. We can, hold on, <laughs> Jonathan, the magic muscular's interest peaks. We can bet on what's gonna happen. Yeah, he's his own punishment. Bernie says. Okay, I'm on board with this again. Leave behind the safety of the Humblewood and travel down the Tangrip coast to the Bay of Palouche, home to both the Kingdom of Den and the Serpent Domain. But neither hold the true power of the Bay, for that lies in the sea itself and the pirate lords that call her tides their own. The Dread Pirate Captain Bluebeak, Tiberius Fang, Kin the Bladeless, and Gabrielle Flora, the self-proclaimed Pirate Queen. Each one vying for power over the very tides themselves. But do any of them really have what it takes to hold up the legacy of the Briny Bulldog? Tune in each week to find out if our little crew has what it takes to stand up to the pirates of the blood-soaked waters. Dark Fortunes is available every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Set sail for high seas adventure. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Beyond Heroes, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on April 5th at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to your shop, and type in this code. G-A-P-O-P-I-K-E-L-A-I-N So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops, back to the show.
all right. So um, so she waves over V and says, yeah, he paid for the shot. He's going to do the shot. And so V actually is the one, the Goliath takes what is the shot of Sorcerer's Sweat. Jonathan, your your magical senses tingle as this is poor. <laughs> My eyes whiten. Yeah, you don't even need to detect magic to be like, mm. all of you can smell the ammonia and cat piss and it's two distinct smells <laughs> in oh, the dear. air as she pours this and hands it over. And immediately as the smell hits everybody, people in the bar start to go sweat, 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 sweat. And sweat. everyone is rushing back to what looks like the stairwell, except instead of going down the stairwell, they're taking a hard right. And you see that there is a a hallway leading off in a direction that that none of you had seen. And the bar is like clearing out v takes the shot looks at you carlton and says all right it's your funeral follow me and she goes behind the bar and goes through a door behind the bar i follow her all right the rest of you the elven woman who's behind the bar points down the hall or points to where everybody else is going and says well if you want to watch what happens there you go and cleo elbows you bernie and says oh this is gonna be fun i haven't seen one of these in months oh this is great and she rushes off and do you all follow I oh, am yeah. a cloud, crowd pleaser. I order old fashioned real quick and then I follow. <laughs> Jonathan the Match Muscular wants to see if he can leverage his magical knowledge to improve his chances of winning a bet of what would happen. Bernie Bernie wants to help him in some way. All right. Well, first I because need because she wants to make the money back. <laughs> okay. So so Carlton, you've paid the hundred gold. Yes, I did. I've already deducted it from my inventory. Okay, Jonathan, I am I'm willing to entertain this idea, but I want to know why would why would your magical knowledge help you win this bet? Well, Jonathan the Magic Muscular has encountered Sorcerer Sweat before. Yes, we all and have. yes, and on um, more than one occasion. More, yeah, he's actually experienced it twice, I think. But I'm just wondering if like. I guess we already established that he didn't know about the existence of this bar. I'm just wondering if in Jonathan the Magimuscular's past, he had had any dealings with Sorcerer's Sweat. Because I would imagine that it's the kind of shenanigans that would happen at a Magic Academy. Like, that one kid manages to score, like, a Sorcerer's Sweat or tries to make, like, bathtub Sorcerer's Sweat and... And it goes, you know, it goes Academy haywire hooch. or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know... Like boys' school hooch. Either that, or they open up their parents' liquor cabinet. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is that you might know more about this, so you might be able to. How is that going to help you predict a random event, though? I don't know. Like he would, he would know. I guess he would like he would kn- have a better idea of the possibilities. Like some people would like, ah, oh, he's going to turn into a dragon or something. And me, as someone who is maybe has a more intimate knowledge of Sorcerer's Sweat, would know that, no, he's not going to turn into a dragon, but, well, you know. The other piece of it is, we've seen the symptoms of at least four of the different outcomes where manifest as symptoms before something either instantaneously happens or gradually happens. I guess the the, the benefit would be he knows what wouldn't happen. Okay, go ahead and roll an Arcana check at disadvantage. Okay. So you're something you're really good at, but at disadvantage. Well, a high roll was a natural 20, so, but ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to settle with a 15 and that makes a 25. Okay. So here's what I will tell you. 
if it is legally obtained sorcerer's sweat, which you know is hard to get. It is expensive. It is difficult. It is essentially wild magic caught in a bottle, altered to not be quite so dangerous, but it is difficult to get. You also know this is not the kind of thing that actually a lot of magic initiates would play around with because not only is expulsion possible, but in order to get this illegally or as a miner or as somebody who can't traffic in it, you end up with like bootleg sorcerer sweat and that's when fireballs happen and nobody likes a fireball. I mean, hold on. We know somebody who loves a fireball, please. (laughs) When you're not prepared for a fireball. Right, right. And when you're, like, say... In, in, in the middle of a city, no one likes fireballs. Nobody likes a unplanned fireball, especially when nobody's prepared. So you are pretty sure if they're ad- if they're essentially advertising, if they've got a room for it and everything, this must be legally obtained. So chances are nothing is... Nothing horrible is going to happen. So that'll delete a lot of possibilities. You also know there are 50 different outcomes that can happen and that it really is wild. Okay. And at this point, all of you have been ushered back behind, not directly behind the bar, but the three of you have been taken with Cleo down this hallway where, yeah, there's just a bunch of people standing at windows that, Jonathan, you can feel the magical warding on top of, and the windows are looking into a closet. It is a tiny little room that, Carlton, you have been pushed into. Oh, Bernie wants to help. Uh, With what? With Jonathan's bet. Okay. Bernie's going to use the fact that she used to, um, the deal with, with her and Cleo is Cleo, she and Cleo used to sneak out, Cleo would fight, and Bernie would place bets. That's, that's what this is. That's oh, you're helping me is. actually wrangle people to gamble with. Bernie doesn't know anything about Sorcerer's Threat, but she knows a fool when she sees one. And because she's a charlatan. And okay. <laughs> so what she's gonna do is she is gonna have an ear out for people who are like oh i think he's gonna turn into a thing that is not on jonathan's possible list uh, i'll help you out here uh because the way this works is it's not that people are betting what is it's not that people are just coming up with what they think might happen because this is legal sorcerer sweat there are 50 potential outcomes there's a bookie the bookie has a list of 50 potential outcomes you can make a direct bet with the bookie so against the house and say i want to put money down that number 17 is going to happen or you can make a side bet with people and be like i bet you it's going to be one through 10 or 20 through 40 or you can do that kind of thing i think it's going to be something that's related to this you know and so you'll you can actually see a list of potentialities because once again this is legal sorcerer sweat I think what you want to do will still work. What you're doing is finding somebody who is willing to take an unadvantageous bet. You're going to look for somebody who is a little too drunk to be able to do their math correctly or a little too intoxicated to figure out what exactly the bet is. You're going to be able to con someone into making a bet that they're probably not going to win. Bernie's going to use, Bernie's going to hustle this bet too. Okay. I want. Yeah. A... She's gonna she in her in her pretty armor with her hair done up. Yeah, in her pretty dress, Bernie's gonna bat her eyes with her high pitched voice, and she's gonna sound like an idiot. And she's gonna say, "Okay, 
I've never, I've, I've never seen this happen before. Can you tell me what's gonna, what's, what's going on? What's gonna, why are we betting? What are we betting on? Go ahead and roll. I want a charisma check with advantage. So it's a straight charisma check with advantage. Because this isn't really deception or, or persuasion as much as just the force of your personality finding someone. 14. Okay. Yeah, you find a super drunk person who's like, oh, you're gonna love it. He's gonna drink it. He's gonna do something stupid. It's gonna be funny. And see, uh, V's got the list. And you can bet on the list or you can bet with someone else. But it's gonna be funny. Whatever happens, it's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good. And Bernie's gonna be like shoulder motioning to Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Jonathan is gonna make the same shoulder motion, but he's going to approach. Ah, you're a big one. Are you next up for the for the? Oh for no, the no, I'm tank? just. <laughs> uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is just a, a patron of these particular drunk arts. Yeah, this is crazy. What? So what? Um. So like, do we do we bet? Do we bet? If you we, want, do I mean, bet with him. Do we bet with you? Who do I give these two to bet? And Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to take out like several platinum and just be like, like tourists. Like, who do I give my money to? Oh shit. <laughs> this is how we get robbed. No, we could kill anybody in this room. Three different people all immediately look at you, but this this uh, dwarf that you've approached says, "Oh, laddie, I'd love to. I don't have that much cash on me. What are you doing with that? Oh, yeah, we don't have moons or something. And, and no." So he put he's Jonathan puts away some of the other stuff, and uh, does he notice that he's drawn some attention? Oh yeah. Everybody has okay. looked at Bernie's you with the platinum. Like, sitting there like, oh, God, you're doing no. Bernie's no, like, I've, I've marked us. I've marked us. Oh, God. Uh, so Jonathan the Magic Muscular seems to diminish some of the gold in hand, money in hand. It's just be like, oh, you know, we don't, it doesn't have to be much. Just a little bit. What do you say, buddy? What do you, what do you think is going to happen? He, he pats his pouch and he pulls out three gold. And he says, ah, I got you three gold. Bubble. Bubbles? Bubbles. Does bubbles happen a lot? Should I go bet on bubbles? It's not that they happen a lot. It's just sometimes you, when you want something real bad, you speak it into the universe. And that's what I'm doing. (gasps) I will eat tacos. Is this how that works? It can. It depends on if it works. If he turns into a taco, can I eat him? Will he die? Yes, he will, but that's he okay. He will, but no, they don't do the death thing. No, you'll be fine. He'll be fine. If he turns into a taco, I wouldn't eat him, though. Uh, what about, oh, he would be a spicy, t- oh, no, he'd be a meaty taco. Ah, he'd be like a gordita. <laughs> I, I think he's going to go immobile. How immobile just are we talking here? Just generally immobile, like, like not moving at all? Like just... In a form that's not capable of moving, or or his form is reduced to not being able to move. Okay, and so you're you're basically betting him something general enough that could work for several things. Yes. Okay. Potted plant, strictly immobile. He spits in his hand and holds it out to you. Two, pow! <laughs> All right. <laughs> that sounded so bougie. It was like pit two. Three gold on the line. Jonathan the Magic Muscular actually doesn't have that much gold, so this is a significant portion of his... uh... All right, Carlton, you are ushered into this tiny little closet. V hands you the the drink and says, once I close the door, you do it before I close the door, I come in here and I bring you to the fighting pits, 
and then I tie you down and punch you senseless, okay? You wait until Some I the close closed. the door. Close the door. Good luck to you. She hands it to you. She walks out. So it is a shot glass, right? It is a shot glass, and she closes the door. Okay. I open up the bag of holding. You look around, and you see that you're surrounded by uh, magical wards and windows, and you can see dozens of people all wide-eyed and excited, most with drinks, watching you. Yep. I go Murray, and I pull out Murray's skull. Okay. And then I'm going to pour the shot into Murray and drink the shot out of Murray and then try to activate him. Are you activating him before the shot or after the shot? As, like, I'm drinking, I'm trying to activate him. Bernie almost breaks character because she feels you are being incredibly, incredibly rude. I'm going to say you would know because I believe activating Murray takes speaking and drinking you can't speak at the same time. So you would need to activate Murray before or after you drank out of Murray. All right, as soon as it goes down, right. I'm going to try to say, Murray. Wait, no, you're right. You can't. <laughs> I tried to do it just now. Okay. Didn't work out so great. I need you to roll, because we can do this, 1d50 to determine what the effect is. Meanwhile, as he rolls that, you pour the shot. You basically turn Murray upside down, pour the shot in, drink the shot of Murray, activate Murray. Murray, who's now yep. upside down in your hand and covered in the remnants of sorcerer <laughs> sweat, goes, Hey, I, why am I upside down? What's going on? What is that smell? And what'd you roll? 46. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan the Magic Muscular is waving. Bernie's like looking at Murray and she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm putting on a show. Hey, look, it's Murray. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot about that. Jonathan the Magic Muscular forgot about that guy. Is, um, has uh, Cleo joined us? Uh, oh, yeah. Cleo's next to you and you're all. Carlton, your gut royals as this shot hits your stomach. Oh, hey, Murray. <laughs> and expands <laughs> and creeps up into your esophagus. And before you know it, you are on your hands and knees as a massive slug is being disgorged from your stomach <laughs> onto the ground. The black, shiny slug with antenna oh. flicking in all directions in panic and fear as it just... Come foot by foot by foot. It is a six uh, foot long living slug. You can feel the How slime up into your gullet as it expands out into the ground and sloshes onto the floor. This fucking episode is going to happen. In front of you. At first upside down before it writes itself and begins to crawl around in a circle. And as you watch this horrible thing, Murray, next to you, starts to laugh. It's like, ah, oh, sorcerer's sweat. Oh, okay. We should get you another shot and see if you explode. <laughs> you know, that ep this episode is going to have to become with a warning. Yeah. That was a, that's, that was uh... a lot of. Because number 46 was the caster vomits up a huge slug. And that is where we will pause. And when we pick up next time. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. Well, let me actually, if you want to use this, you can. Mollus content. Listener discretion is advised. There uh -huh. we go. Listen, the slug is unharmed. And next this time we This is like when they pulled a towel out of a fucking boa constrictor. Listen, sorcerer sweat is Shanae the Wash. Rough. Now mind you, this is the first time Carlton's had a bad experience with sorcerer's sweat. 
So the ask may not happen next time. Yeah, you know, and and I'll say at this point, so we're going to pick up next time about an hour later. We're going to be back at the temple. You'll have recovered from your near slug experience. And uh, we'll see. You are your own punishment. You are your own punishment. And uh, yeah, next time we'll see what Cleo has to say. And you'll all hopefully finally get a long rest with some nightmares about slugs. But let me give you some experience for for hanging out a little bit with Ellie Belly. For immediately going to the bar and immediately getting drinks and immediately getting into uh, trying to get into a fight and immediately giving in to the sorcerer's sweat. I'm going to give you a total of 9,000 experience to split between the four of you. And the next time we get together, post-slug party! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you, Megan, Christopher Waterston, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.